Do you make these Christmas time outreach mistakes? Coming up on the Better Sundays podcast. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. Focus, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Greetings, greetings, greetings. In fact, holiday greetings is due. It's good to have you here. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here. It is officially after Thanksgiving, so we can kind of say sort of the happy holidays and Merry Christmas and all the New Year's words, all that stuff now. I know some people start around Halloween with their decorations, but uh, I'm just, uh, wait till about now. We sang Christmas carols uh, in our church this week, and so I'm excited about that. So anyway, good to have you here. We're talking about mistakes that we can make in outreach during Christmas time. And uh, we're going to cover three different things that I uh, see often that uh, happen, and we're going to be covering those uh, quickly. For those of you that don't know, my name is Mike. I am the pastor, actually the founding pastor, get that straight, uh, here at Sinclair Baptist Church, and I uh, did that about 14 years ago. I uh, turned it over to a new uh, young fellow. He's doing a great job, and uh, just thrilled to be able to spend a little bit more time with you online here uh, doing some of these things. So welcome if you're catching this on our YouTube channel. Or if you're catching this on our uh, our uh, podcast feed, uh, we appreciate you uh, sharing the wealth, or you know, telling people about it, or letting people know. However you do that, hit the hit the thumbs up button and some of those things if this is helpful. Let's talk about some mistakes that are often made, and these can often be made uh, with the children's side as well as the kids uh, or adult side. I'm going to speak primarily to kind of some senior leaders here uh, right now. But if you are a children's minister of some sort, you'll be able to make some application here as well. Uh, the very first mistake I think that we make in in our Christmas uh, outreach time, and by the way, I, I believe that every part of the year is an outreach time, and especially uh, the Christmas time can be a tremendous time uh, to reach out and bring some new folks into uh, your church. And remember, you can't disciple them, and you can't do a lot of that stuff if you do not have them in front of you, you know, sitting there learning your teaching. So we uh, we think it's very, very important for us to be uh, having folks in church, uh, having more folks than what you had the week before, or having some back that came. We had a, a first-time uh, guest last week, and we had some of those first-time guests come back this week for what we call second-timers, and uh, we're just thrilled about that. Uh, so, Or if you're just trying to reach some of the people in your community, and you just want, you want them there. Again, this is not growth, so you can have more bragging rights and have more numbers than the guy down the street, that type of thing. But we do believe uh, that growing your church is a good and a healthy thing to do. Um, and it's a great uh, thing, especially during this holiday season. So mistake number one, and here is what I uh, wrote down on my notes, is a negative view of the Christmas attenders. A negative view of Christmas attenders. You know, there's a lot of pastors that... Uh, and church folks as well, is when people come to church, you know, they only come at Christmas, and uh, they view that as a negative thing. And folks, anytime someone's going to walk in my building and uh, come to hear the gospel in my church, and they know what we're all about, uh, then I, I'm I'm excited about that, and I'm thrilled about that. But the negative view of, oh, they're just, you know, they only come once a year, and, you know, they come to pay their respects once a year, or they're the, I've heard this, they're the Christmas and Easter crowd, or the C&E crowd. And when we start to view 
view that in a negative way, let me say something. That filters down through your people, filters right back to some of these folks, and nobody wants to be viewed in a negative way. It's just like in the bus ministry. Oftentimes, uh, we work with kids, and we, you know, bringing children in, and we're trying to get them to come to church on Sunday morning, and the parents have been out, you know, doing things on late that night and not really... Uh, uh, living up the way they should be, and we can end up having a negative view towards those parents. And I'm not for sin and partying and carousing and all that kind of stuff, and I think parents need to bring their kids to church. But I'm not going to speak negatively about those who are truly the ones responsible for the children. Moms and dads are the ones responsible. And uh, we're going to speak positively about them, and we're going to help them out and be a blessing to them and try to get them into our services just the same way as during the Christmas season we want people uh, to be in our service. And if they only come once a year, that's okay. I think the challenge for you as a pastor or as a church leader is let's bring them back. In other words, let's have something that, you know, we get them back for. And we've always uh, said this, it's not how many people come to like the Christmas service or the Easter service, it's how many people return the next week. And so if you can have uh, some really good stuff and and, and promote them and, and, and do everything you can to bring them back, we think that that's a really good time. So don't view them as a, as a, as a, a negative thing. View it as a positive thing. In fact, I always tell uh, people when, when we have Christmas service, and this is usually the Sunday before church, or the Sunday before Christmas, the whatever Sunday that happens to be, um, I always let them know that, hey, we've got a great series planned coming up in January, and here's a handout, and I have some uh, advertisement and, and you know little cards about what we're going to be teaching in January so they know, so that they have an opportunity to come back, and we have brought many people in who have visited. And then if you feel like uh, they only come at Easter, well, go ahead and let them know when Easter is that year and what your service is going to be all about on Easter. And and bring them back there. And eventually, we're going to catch these folks. And I'm I'm uh, just determined that I'm not going to treat these people with a bad attitude. I'm going to love on them. And if they're there, I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to be blessed. And I don't want to have a negative view of folks that walk into, into church. And make sure that doesn't pervade throughout your congregation there. So that was the first point. Make sure that we, uh, uh, you know, if, if you want to make a mistake, man, just downplay those people. And, uh, you know, it's about time you showed up. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Not gonna, not gonna go well. So number two, okay, uh, the the mistake made is a fail to make your Christmas Sunday a very special Sunday. And this is where we take that Sunday before, and remember, Sunday's the front door of the church. That's when people are coming. That, that Sunday before church, it is the, or before Christmas, um, and I forget what it is this year. I think it's the 19th on this year. It would be the Sunday before Christmas, and you make that Christmas Sunday. And you invite people to come and you, you know, you do everything you can. I would, you know, print up some little cards and invite everybody. I'd tell everybody to invite their friends. And I would say, this is, a, a, you know, the special day. And, and we're, you know, whatever you can do to make it kind of a, a, a big and a special day, special advertisement. You can put out special Christmas gifts for everybody. You can do, uh, you know, you can have a special music, a special snacks, that kind of stuff. Uh, I've been at churches where they have the little poinsettias 
Rivera's and everybody that came on that service, all the ladies uh, got a nice little poinsettia. Uh, you know, just kind of something special to do it. And if we make it a special service, it will be special. And then you will treat those people uh, in, in a special way, and they will uh, they will love on you, and you'll love on them, and you'll be able to win those people to Christ. So it is an important thing for us to take that Sunday before and make it a special thing. Now, I always recommend that the few Sundays before uh, that you preach on the Christmas story, preach on some of that. Uh, I get a little flack, you know, people like, well, Christmas wasn't on the 25th, and da da da, so we shouldn't be, you know, it's like, and, and there's an anti tree crowd, and, you know, a lot of those kind of folks. And I understand that it's very, very hard to pinpoint the day of, of Christ's birth, but let me say something the Bible's got a lot to say about Christ's birth. All right, so it is definitely worth celebrating. It is definitely worth worth uh, building up that day and explaining what that day meant. And there are a lot of very, very important things that have to do with doctrine that have to do with the virgin birth and Christ being born as a human and all that. So those are important things. And make that your service. Make it a special, special type of service of, uh, you know, that, that, that is that Sunday and, and the, the emphasis is on that. And if you're preaching through the book, of the Bible or you're, you know, working through Peter or Exodus or whatever happens to be, take a little break and do Christmas for a couple weeks there and, and the Christmas afterwards too, the service afterwards, Christmas, usually very good time to speak about the wise men, how they came and, you know, the Herod thing and killing of the babies and Nazareth and how they got back up to Nazareth and, you know, some of those things. That all fits really good. It gives your people a context to grab hold of, of Christ's birth. So you can make that Christmas Sunday a very, very special service. And I think it is a, a mistake to fail to do that. So make that service a special service. Invite people, put some ads out there on Facebook and some of the other places and, uh, you know, get people fired up about it. Uh, we are on the 12th. We are handing out our special, and for those on YouTube, you can see this here, uh, our Christmas Bible reading plan. Uh, we've got this available for you. I put the links at the end. Uh, it is a like a little two-up thing that we can you can print. You can download it and print. And we're giving this out on the 12th. They're calling it the 12 days of Christmas. It has 12 reading days that you can read. And so basically they're going to start it on Monday morning, the 13th, and they're going to finish it on the 25th. And they're going to have a great Christmas because they had great devotions in the Bible and read all about the Christmas story during that time. So we're making that a special thing. So then that Sunday, the 19th, we'll check in with them. How are you doing on your reading? And we kind of, you know, build all that up. So build up the Christmas time. It is a fantastic time to reach people and societally uh, in, in America and North America, you know, Western civilizations here, Christmas is a big holiday. And people do get dressed up, and they do do special things. And if they will come to your church, what a great thing that would be. And uh, let's win them, and let's keep them coming in, and let's disciple them. So that's the second failure I see, is that failure to make the, the Christmas Sunday a special, special service. And the third one here, the third failure... And I don't want to be dwelling on your failures, but when I work in other churches, I see this happen. And I've, I've been to churches where they, uh, it's almost like they're proud that they didn't succumb to the culture. 
you know, the Christmas thing. And believe me, I don't not, I'm not succumbing to uh, Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going uh, that direction. But the holiday season, and Jesus is the reason for the season, is why it all started in the first place. Whether it's the actual day of the 25th, it doesn't really matter. It is the time when we focus on Christ's birth, and the rest of the world knows that, and uh, we can focus on that too. So the third reason is, is the failure thing here is a failure to take advantage or to, to leverage the idea that Christmas is a special time for children. Now, some of the parents, they may know something about when Christ was born or not born, and they may, you know, have some aversion to trees, and, you know, and a lot of us have aversion to all the worldly uh, purchasing and, you know, some of that stuff that seems to just kind of go crazy. Um, but the idea here is that it is a special time for kids, and we can advan- take advantage of that with our church, we can make it a special time for our children and tie that into Christmas and make them so when they have memories of Christmas, they also include church. So when they're older, okay, so you're, you're making special memories for six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds. When they're older, 10 years down the road, and they're off in college or they're off married and whatever, and they got kids already, they're going to think, oh man, Christmas, church, they go together and they're going to find a, a good church and get involved. I think that's an important thing to get kids headed the right direction. Now, there's lots of things that you can do. We had a, a parade last week. We got a parade this week, and all we did was get a car trailer and put a little manger scene on it, and the kids dressed up like shepherds with bathrobes on their heads, and, and they ride, and in the parade, and they're handing out candy to the kids, and we're right, uh, doing invitations and inviting people to come to church. All of that is a powerful, powerful thing for children to do. It's a very special thing for them to be involved in a parade. You can also, during this time, have a Christmas party for your Sunday school kids, and a special party, and at that party, you explain the real reason for the season, and, and you talk about the, you know, Santa Claus is the fairy tale, and Jesus is the real thing, and uh, you can you can do that as well, and you can have a gift exchange or have something fun uh, like that. Our church is doing a, you know, kind of a white elephant get together, have a fun time. We're doing something special with the kids at the exact same time, and uh, it works, uh, works really good. In fact, so that all our adults can make it to the adult party, we asked some of the children's workers from another church, another Baptist church in the community that's not doing anything, and they are coming over and doing like a little kids program for our kids. So it's like they're doing something for our kids so all our adults can be with all our adults, and that's a that's a powerful thing. So parades and parties, and then a Christmas pageant, and I'm going to talk about this next week much more specifically, the idea of having a Christmas program specifically for kids in front of the adults. I'm tell you all the cool things to do with it and how to make it uh, uh, the best it can be. And then one more thing, and I will cover this in a few weeks as well, is the idea of having a Christmas Eve service. And the emphasis of the Christmas Eve service is having parents bring their children so they will understand the real reason for the season. And it's the night before Christmas. It's the night before all the, the great crescendo of all the you know presents and the hoopla that we have in America here. But at that, right in that great crescendo, you take a quiet moment and you have a Christmas Eve service and you explain the reason for the season. And, and there's some things that you can do. We'll tell you about that uh, soon here, what that, that really is appealing to parents and they want their kids to know that. Every parent that I know does not want their kids to have a materialistic 
Christmas. Now, they may buy them stuff, but they do not want their kids caught up in that stuff. They do not want them uh, overboard. They really want them to understand, uh, you know, the love of Christ. And, and, and they may, even unsaved parents, wouldn't necessarily want them to understand the love of Christ and the redemption process that started there with the, you know, the incarnation. And, you know, they're not going to understand all that. But they do understand that Christmas is a time for family. Christmas is a time to think about things. Christmas is a time to slow down a little bit. And the the candlelight service is a tremendous way to do that. So don't fail to take advantage of children's things and make sure you have a parade or a party or a pageant or you know something like that uh, with your uh, with your kids. Even have some kids come up front and say a few Christmas verses and quote those verses uh, in front of the service. All of that is great, great stuff. Now, I just said all those things. Again, I don't want to make you guys be a failure, but I don't want you to be a failure. And I want you to have the awesomest Christmas ever. So if you want to have a a copy of these, you can go to reachkeep.com. It's right there on the front page. Also, I will put a link in the show notes here uh, on YouTube and also uh, in our iTunes notes. You can uh, go to those and you'll be able to click on a link and it'll get you there. And you can download that. We've had dozens and dozens of people download these so far uh, this year and uh, give them out to their people. You cut it up. It's got to be little directions on how to do it. Uh, but you give them out to your people and let them have good, solid Bible devotions during the Christmas season. So... All righty. Well, hey, thank you much for being with us here today. For those that have joined on YouTube, thank you so much. Give us a thumbs up there if you would. Just take a moment, go click. You know, I listened to a couple videos today. I was doing some training, and uh, I always tell people to do the thumbs up. And I listened to these couple, uh, watched them on YouTube. It's like, well, I need to practice what I preach here. So I went over and hit the thumbs up. And also subscribe to one. It was so good. So anyway, God bless you. You folks have a great time. And uh, we will see you next week where we're going to continue our talk about how to reach new young families through the local church and during the Christmas season. So God bless. This is Mike Holmes signing out.